it's just time for our Out for One Sports. And this is Anthony from Out for One Sports. We are back for Season 2, covering the Eagles and the Flyers. How's everyone doing today? Uh, hopefully everybody's doing good. Um, Tommy and I did some uh, soul-searching here the past couple months and uh, thought we need to stick to our roots. Kind of feel like we might have been uh, trying to force our way through you know, every avenue of sports here in Philadelphia. And uh, we found ourselves really wanting to talk about you know, our favorite sports, which are uh, football with the Eagles and uh, some uh, Flyers action as well. Um, so we really want to stick it with that and, uh, you know, try to move along with, you know, our life, you know, with the podcast. So um, let's definitely get to it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, football and hockey are true loves. We go to most a lot of those games. You know, we can talk about that endlessly. Not to say that we can't talk Sixers and uh, Phillies, but I think when we talk Flyers and Eagles, we really know more of what we're talking about. So we're going to try to stick strictly with that unless some big news comes out and then, you know, we'll cover it. But for the most part, we'll be talking Eagles and Flyers only on this podcast going forward. So anyway, going forward, uh, me and Anthony today took a little trip out to uh, New Jersey today for the Eagles Jets open practice uh, hosted by the Jets. Thank you to uh, E-Rock formerly from the Out Forth and John podcast for the uh, Tekka hookup. That was much appreciated. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, E-Rock. It was a uh, scorcher out there today, but it was definitely fun to watch. Uh, the Eagles offense, we looked, we watched mostly their offense, a little bit of their defense. Uh, I, I have to say Jalen Hurts looked fairly good today. Uh, a couple overthrows, um, held on the ball a little long at times, but for the most part, had some good passes. I think our tight ends are pretty much on point. They just about caught everything that went their way. Um, Rager looked fairly decent. Devontae Smith ran some crisp routes today. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, there, there was a lot a lot of positive here. I mean, a lot of big positive. I mean, it just seemed like there was just way too much domination on the uh, on the Jets. Uh, one of the big woes, I mean, you saw some goods, you saw some bads. Um yeah, my guy, you know, number 13, Travis Fulgham. You get the jersey and everything, all the hype up. And, uh, you know, there's potential for a roster bubble right there. Um, I like him to kind of pick it up. But it's really coming in that, uh, you know, it's definitely Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, and uh, Quez Watkins going to be your starting three for wide receivers. And, uh, I mean, you got, you know, two to three more spots behind that. So, um I mean, yeah. I mean, earlier. I mean, I. I mean, one of the big names that I'm just thinking right now is Quez Watkins. Like, where did this guy come from? I guess he is no se- no more a secret. <laughs> when we did take him, I believe in the third round last year. I, it, he was like a six. He, he was like a sixth round pick because he so, came after uh, Hightower, and Hightower did, was a fifth. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so yeah, yeah, he's a speedster, and he's the one who uh, caught that nice touchdown from Jalen Hurts against the Cardinals, wasn't he? Yes, uh, he had a he had a hauling grab today. I mean, he went way high up, but okay. you know, he we got lucky that he didn't get injured on that play. Um, he might have got the wind rocked out of him, but yeah, he went way up there, landed kind of right on his back. Couldn't tell if maybe he hit his head on the way down or if he just like slammed really hard. But he went down for a bit. Got to see Jalen Hurts and somebody else pick him up by the hands and legs and pick him take him off to the sideline. <laughs> 
That was interesting. I've never kind of seen that before, but I guess they wanted to keep the uh, practice going. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's got to be fast-paced. you got to keep moving. Um, one of the big things that I noticed was the tight ends, just how, how often they were getting open and the big plays by the tight ends, too. It wasn't, like, small small routes. I mean, these were some good, you know, duration-type plays that, you know, these these tight ends were getting open. They were catching everything. Oh, yeah, and Ertz, Goddard, and Richard Rodgers, they were all just getting open fairly easily. Uh, catching everything, and not even like hard catches either, just right in the bird basket, taking it to the house. All they all look good. Um, and to go back to your point, yeah, I think uh, Fogel might be on the bubble here. Your definite uh, starters, I I would say at this point, it would be um, Devonte Smith, Jalen Rager, and Quez Watkins. You probably got Greg Ward as your four, and then I don't know if they're going to keep five or six. I don't know if, I, but then I would I would say I'd have to still give the nod to Fulgham because you can't excuse JJ Ortega Whiteside at this point. Like, yeah, I agree. Um, I I just don't see a roster spot spot for JJ uh, Ortega Whiteside here. Um, I just I mean to me I don't know how you can't keep him on the roster, I mean, when you're in the eyes of Howie Roseman. Um, I think it's going to be very hard for them to, you know, rip that Band-Aid off at least for another year. So, I mean, I would expect the next two spots to be Fulgham and uh, Jay John. And, I, I mean, this is a team that needs to keep six to seven wide receivers, period. Um, you know, so you're going to have Greg Ward, you know, in there. But even he's been quiet. You know, he hasn't been anything special training camp and in the preseason so especially with their injury history yeah you definitely want to keep six to seven receivers so but you know they did drive down the field pretty well today um pretty much at ease and then you know we got to see them score a touchdown i believe that was to quez or was that rager yeah so i mean it was a nine play drive that netted 75 yard to end with a td with a uh uh rager uh in the flat yeah um, that was nice because uh, we're gonna post a video on uh, on the website, um, but and it's on our Twitter right now. But uh, we actually that that was right in the end zone that we were right in front of. So that was a nice view to be able to see. Yeah, that was a definitely a good view. And our defense, you know, from the drive we did see, like they weren't letting them move pretty much at all. I think they caught through for like one eight yard pass. But other than that, they the Jets really did not move the ball very well on the Eagles defense, which is promising to see. You know, yeah, but you can't get too excited because again, it is preseason work, and then B, it is the Jets, the gosh darn Jets. But I um, mean, one of the big, th- one of the big promising things about the defense was was, you know, there were incompletions there. Um, you know, they're having to force the ball out. Um, you know, one of the big things that first drive ended up a forced fumble, so they're creating turnovers. That next drive ended in a three and out, so they couldn't push the ball at all. And um, that last series with, uh, you know, the the backup the f- defense uh, ended with an interception. So I mean that there's you know, two turnovers and a three and out. So that's that's very promising. Yeah, that turnovers is not something we had a whole lot over the last few years. So hopefully we can increase that going forward because that'll definitely help help us win some ball games. Because you know keep put keep our offense on the field. That you know we're going to be able to score a whole lot of, heck of a lot more points than we normally have. So. You know, hopefully that keeps up in the regular season. 
Um, yeah, I mean they got another they got another set of joint practice tomorrow. It's gonna lead up to the uh, the Jets uh, Eagles final preseason game. Um, and it's so nice to only have three games now, isn't it? Yeah. I, well, here here's the next thing. What do you what do you see coming up in this game? Are we gonna see some starter action at all? I mean, there's been a lot of complaints with you know the Patriots game with you know Jalen Hurts going down and um, none of the starters essentially playing. I mean, it's kind of erasing Nick Sirianni's you know competition being competitive. You know, the thing about a, the thing about the this is kind of interesting because. Normally, the last preseason game is mainly for the uh, the bubble guys that are really trying to claim those final roster spots. But with this being the th- only th- the third of only three preseason games now, and with some of your guys not having gotten uh, a whole lot of playing time, whether they got hurt, they were sick, what have you, and haven't got reps in the other two games, do you actually play them or not? So I'm going to go on a limb and say maybe they get a drive or two maybe as much as a quarter, but then that's when you're going to go to your bubble guys. Yeah. I would I would really like to at least see a series. Right. Just get them on there, get them warm, you know, get I'd, them sweating a little bit. But I'd like to I see mean, at least one touchdown drive out of Jalen Hurts and then move on. Yeah, I agree. Um, I have to say here, you know, that experience today was, you know, once in a lifetime to be able to go see a practice you know, you're not up high up in the stands. You're not, you know, in the stadium. You're practically on the field watching these guys play. I have to say, Jordan Melata is a massive human being. Uh, a lot of these guys are huge. Even just looking at, you know, elite Joe Flacco, he's, like, tall. He's, like, what, 6'6"? Six, six? Yeah, he's about 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. I mean, <laughs> elite. Yeah, he had that a nice elite run today. Yeah, and, you know... Lane Johnson's huge. You know, they're all freaking huge. And they're even just – I mean, they're a lot closer than they would be in a stadium, but, like, just from a distance, they, they just look towering. Yeah, but it's just – it's interesting because I, I, a lot of those guys, I mean, we had the close-up and personal with uh, Ryan Kerrigan, you know, and I don't think he's that big of a guy, but, I mean, I'm a six-foot, you know, 220-pound guy, and this guy's, you know, probably showing up on the – height and weight scale at you know six three you know two you know 70 and he just looks massive oh yeah it's just nuts and you know i will say you know i don't really compliment other teams very much but the jets i mean granted i haven't seen a whole lot of other teams but i will say the jets get their training camp right not to say that i don't like going to the eagles training camp but you know the fact that you know it's at the link you know you're kind of far away from the players you know it just it feels a little more interactive more like you know, you, you really get to watch what's going on and really get a better understanding of what's going on when you're just so much closer to the action. Yeah, I mean, you can pick up on, you know, some of the plays and, you know, looking at some of the coverages a little bit better and everything and some of the formations that you can't quite get, you know. Even though, I mean, you get an up up, up view on it. It's just I felt like I could see, I could understand things a little bit better in terms of the coverages and stuff, you like, know, based off of being down there. Like, it would be nice if, like, they either went back to Lehigh or if they did something with Novacare where they maybe just added, made, made it a little more enclosed, maybe added some bleachers right. um, and just some areas where people can stand and just make it a little more personable for training camp. At least, and it doesn't have to be, like, all the time, but, like, at least a couple times during the year where you can actually really go in and watch. And so, but, yeah, that was a lot of fun. 
you know, again, thanks to E-Rock for those tickets. Um, didn't think that was possible, would have been possible. I didn't even think they were, ha I didn't even realize they even have enjoying practices, but, um, then I saw he made that post and I caught it like a minute after he posted it. And I was like, yeah, I'll take the tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony got the day off from work, uh, to be able to go, which was nice. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, so going forward though, what are you thinking? Cause we, I know we went over the receivers. What do you, how do you think the roster is going to shape up? Um, I mean, this is probably going to be the easiest, you know, roster cut in the last 10 years, I would say. Um, you can clearly see who's starting in this team and, you know, who's the sure thing for backups. Um, to me, this is a team that could go very, very far. And this isn't biased. This isn't anything, but this is a team that can go far. It could win an NFC East if they stay healthy. I mean, I've seen way too much, you know, with this team so far this year that they are proving to show that they could be, you know, top-notch team if they stay healthy. I mean, that Patriots game, obviously you take everything with a grain of salt when it comes to preseason, but they couldn't even get their, you know, feet off the ground because they were already starting backups versus starters. So... I mean, you're at a point where there was just no chance in them even scoring. Right. You know, they could have seen some last stuff, but you know, once you get into the third and fourth quarter, none of those guys are going to be on the team. So, and it was proving to be that way as well. Yeah, so I'm thinking like you know, obviously your quarterback's going to be Jalen Hurts, and then I got to say backup is probably going to end up being Flacco. Yeah. Uh, running back, you'll probably see you know Miles as your starter, and then it's looking like Jordan's going to be your number two. Um, and then you're going to keep Austin Scott for your change of pace guy. And you'll probably end up with uh, Kenny Gainwell as your fourth running back with possibly Huntley and or Holyfield going to the practice squad. Yeah, I would, I would, I would definitely assume those will be your four guys. I mean, this team does such a good job not needing so many running backs. They stack them for no reason. You have Jordan Howard back. Um, he's looking to be pretty pretty strong. I know there's a lot out there that they don't think he's going to make the team. You know, he's run down, but he's proven to be the number two guy. Gainwell, Jesus, he can catch the ball, unlike most of the other ones. He gains well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then, like, I, like we said before, receivers, you know, going with Devontae Smith, um, Jalen Rager. And then uh, I don't know if, looking back on I don't know if Quez actually plays the uh, slot, so I don't think he's your three. But I think Greg Ward's going to fit in as your slot. And then Watkins will be your four. And then you're probably looking at Fogelman as your five. And then you're looking at if they keep six, it's going to be down to Hightower or uh, Jay Jaw. And then your lineman situation is pretty I mean, I would really, I would really like them to go try to find a veteran presence there in wide receiver um also too i think when you're talking to start starting three jalen rager would probably shoot into the slot that's possible too yeah but and then your alignment pretty self-explanatory center's gonna be jason kelsey with uh hair big behind him and then eventually you got landon dickerson i don't know when he's gonna come off the pop list but um you got guards brandon brooks isaac saimalu and your tackles Big Jordan Mailata is going to start on the uh, one side, and you got Lane Johnson on the other. And then I think you, 
I think you gotta keep three tight ends for now, just because you don't know what Zach Ertz's future holds. But you got Ertz, Goddard, and Richard Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what or what any possibility of Ertz. Um, but anybody behind behind those three are all expendable. They're nothing to be, you know, special about. I know they paid a lot of money for that undrafted free agent, or undrafted, uh, you know, player. Uh, was it a uh, Jack? Uh, I can't remember his name. Number forty-seven. But uh, I mean, you got. Uh, Jackson, who did injure himself, and he's probably going to be out for quite some time, he was showing some huge promise. So, I mean, if um, Ertz isn't on the team, then that's an eye to keep on. But otherwise, I, I see Ertz staying for the rest of the year. Yeah, I could see that, too. It would be nice to ha- keep him there for a, a veteran presence and have a nice connection with Jalen Hurts. And I think he's only a couple receptions away from breaking the you know tight end record, I believe. Right. And, you know, who knows, maybe the new year, new hairdo, you know, being blonde, he's the new, real Slim Shady, maybe he'll stand up, and, you know, yeah. have a bounce back year this year. So, I guess moving to the defense. Uh, well, real quick, real quick. I mean, I, we, you didn't, uh, you talk about the line. One of the big things you got to think about, too, is I've been seeing a lot about, uh, you know, teams inquiring on Andre Dillard. I mean, that's something to keep an eye on in case they do decide to, you know, something comes out well from them. You know, he's only a couple years away from needing a new deal, and, you know, I mean, quite frankly. He hasn't earned uh, one, so that would be a cheap deal. Yeah, Jordan Maylotta is uh, he's the man. The deal, and he's a he's a presence that is very well a candidate from getting, for getting franchise left tackle money for one full year starting. I'm just glad we did not give up on him. That was a, that was a nice pickup. I'm glad we stuck with him, trained him. And right. Robbie Player now turned offensive lineman. It was a ni- nice uh, predecessor or you know follower of uh, Jason Peters. Um, and then moving on to the defense here, you got uh, I'd say your ends are obviously going to be Brandon Graham and Derek Barnett, but then you got Josh Sweat that'll rotate in uh, along with Ryan Kerrigan. Your tackles, you got uh, Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave with uh, Hassan Ridgeway and uh, Milton Williams rotating in you know there's going to be some uh you know because i i don't uh, there's a possibility that the eagles are going to keep five dns but they're only going to keep four d tackles or vice versa they'll keep five d tackles and only keep four dns um i mean they did a lot of you know drafting of the d line this year i mean obviously later round picks but um one of the names that i will throw out there for d tackle that you could see you know big competition if they keep four i would probably assume this guy would be a five um sure five but ty mcgill he's shown some really big action you know this training camp and in preseason that you know the ability to the run stop and everything even over son ridgeway um you know he he might even go above you know that that would just be you know picking between two similar people right you know, in our linebacker situation, I think might have actually improved this year because we uh, got rid of that bum, Nate Gary. Um, you know, oh, my God. I feel like watching these past couple of games, I feel like our linebackers are doing all the work. <laughs> so we got uh, our Sam, is, I guess, right now is Jannard Avery. Um, our Mike would be Eric Wilson, which is a nice pickup. And then our, Definitely. Our Will's Alex Singleton. And then uh, a couple other guys, TJ Edwards. 
uh, Davion Taylor, and Patrick Johnson. And then, you know, we got uh, Sean Bradley. He actually uh, went Temple to... Temple Owls, woo-woo. Yeah, and he actually went to Rancocas High, uh, same high school as Casey. Oh, that's interesting. And then uh, our secondary, which I think is probably the best we've seen in quite a while. Um, you know, obviously we got Darius Slay. We got our new pickup, Steven Nelson. Uh, got Avante Who's come to play, man. Yeah. He really has come to play. It's not, you know, you know, broken skin here. I mean, he came in and he fit in already at the second, at the number two cornerback position. Oh, yeah. He's going to fit in right nicely. That's our best one-two punch probably, I'd say probably since we had, like, Asante Samuel and, like, Lito Shepard or something. Yeah. We haven't had a decent one-two punch in quite a while. And then, you know, we got our ne- – I think Avante will do a lot. Avante Maddox will do a lot better in the nickel, uh, in the slot, uh, than he was on the outside last year. And then you know, as of now, our safeties are looking like it's on opening day. Look like it'll be Anthony Harris and Kayvon Wallace. I don't know if Ronnie McLeod's going to be ready in time for start, uh, opening day. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put any faith in it. But and I would say, you know. Obviously, you got Marcus Epps and stuff, who's kind of, you know, it's been a mixture between Marcus Epps and uh, Kayvon Wallace, you know, sharing that starting role. I mean, Wallace has been a little um, injury-riddled during, you know, training camp, so he's missed a little bit. But, I mean, overall, he's got better, you know, playability that, you know, if he could stay healthy to start the season, he'll definitely be the number two guy. Absolutely. And then your, your special teams guys, there's really no competition there at all. You know, your kicker again is Jake Elliott, who not that long ago got a contract extension. And the uh, tr- I went to the Eagles Open training camp uh, about two weeks ago at the link. He was making everything. I don't think he missed once. So he's looking like he might be in tune for a, a, a rebound year. And then you got new punter Aaron Sapos. Sipos. To be honest, I've never heard of him before until I saw him at the training camp. And then as of now, there I, I was reading some things. He was ranked as the number ninth best punter in preseason, averaging like fifty-four yards a punt, wow. which is you know not terrible. So. And then you got uh, good old uh, Ricky Demi Lovato as your long snapper. <laughs> So I think that'll pretty much round out your start, your uh, your 2021 Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Only a couple more weeks until uh, opening day. Um, what do you think, and how do you think this year is going to go so far? Yeah, I like I said, you know, earlier. I mean, as long as they stay healthy, the sky's the limit for this team. I, I mean, I'm not gonna go. Oh, they're going to the Super Bowl. I'm not a I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm not thinking every year's a Super Bowl year instead of an eight and eight year or, or I'm sorry it's got to be eight and nine now but uh but I mean obviously you know shows last year you know Washington's gonna be the favorite to win the NFC East I mean that's a very scary looking defense however um it's the NFL it's all about coming to play um you know I, I unfortunately with the Cowboys they might have a good good offense, you know, Dak's going to have to play a little catch-up. I don't know why he's being, you know, thrown as the savior, but, um, you know, that defense is going to be so bad that, you know, that offense is going to have to score a lot of points to win a football game. Um, 
the Giants or the Giants, uh, they they like to beat themselves or they they like to put their hope in uh, you know poor teams winning football games, you know, to make the playoffs as opposed to winning them on their own. Right. So yeah, I think we're gonna do well. I think we're gonna come out strong, and I think I'm gonna go out on a limb and say we're gonna beat Atlanta Week One on September third or on September twelfth. And you know, I think we beat them like twenty-four to ten. Sounds sounds good. I would put I'll put it at like I'd say like twenty-four thirteen. Um, maybe stretching a little bit more. Um, do like twenty-six fourteen. Um. So I think the Eagles will win outright because I think they'll end up as the uh, underdogs in that game. I I don't know. That's that's a tough one. I mean, I maybe just uh you know Atlanta being a home favorite, but. I mean, Atlanta is not looking good at all. Um, I would assume, like, the first couple of weeks, you're going to see some growing pains. But, I mean, the schedule gets easy towards the end. Um, there's a lot of favorable games at the end of the year. I mean, this team could very well be a 9-8, and eight, you know, 10-7 and seven type team. Yeah, we can be, very well be on the brink of a wild card or even the NFC East because, you know, I don't think this NFC East has improved that much. The football team, like you said, uh, defense, scary good. That's They're going to be the ones that probably carry that team. But their offense is suspect. You know, they got Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he's another year older, another new team. And then on top of that, I'm pretty sure at this point, because I know we've had our problems with him in the past, but I think at this point, new coaching staff, new players, I think we'll be able to figure him out. Right. Um, Cowboys aren't really all that much improved in my eyes yeah they got Dak back but I don't think he's going to be 100% this year you know it's still coming off of that scary ankle injury that he had um so that's you know you saw how Carson Wentz played his first year back after a torn ACL this is Dak's first real legitimate injury real bad injury and uh you know that's still in his mind I know he's still he's playing with a bum shoulder too so he's not gonna be 100% and that defense is still you know pretty crap I know they've got Michael Parsons, but that's about it. Um, and the Giants are the Giants. You know, they got a couple more weapons on offense, but, you know, you still got Daniel Jones as your quarterback, and their defense is eh. So I think this division's wide open. It It's sad when, you know, it's just year by year, you know, the, the division's wide open. There's no one team that's going to dominate for years, and I feel like, you know this division has got to find that a little bit. You know who's going to be who's going to be the next dominant you know division leader. I mean you have you know the Green Bay Packers the last couple of seasons. You have you know obviously it's more of a competition over the NFC West because those are your those are your best teams in the NFC. But I mean you're naturally seeing you know for the most part the saints are going to be winning the division every year you know they're division champs but nothing else can win can win the division but let their uh you know their their rivals win the super bowl but right um i mean there's there's never a clear favorite with this i mean the, the cowboys are always a clear favorite every year but you know that's just to keep they're the, america's uh, favorite yeah let's get that, that straight that's their america's favorite they're not our favorite yeah, that just keeps the that just keeps it running. Their mediocrity. Yeah, so like I said, this this division this division's gonna be wide open. I think we had a pretty good chance of winning the division just as much as anybody else, but we'll see. I'm sure most people listening to this will probably say Daddy chill. 
um, you know, pump the brakes. You know, like you know, like I said, I'm not expecting Super Bowl or anything, and I'm not gonna be surprised if we have a down year too. But like it, you know, I do think we have a legitimate shot at winning the division just like anybody else. Um, and you know, I'm, I do I am seeing some promising things from this team. I'm seeing some good play calls. I, I do like the uh, commitment to the run game that I'm seeing. So I do hope they kind of stick with that going forward in the uh, regular season. And yeah, I don't want them to get too. Wait, I mean, this is a passing league. You got to pass to win football games, but. It just really got lopsided last year with yeah. just wanting to pass when you have good running backs to run the ball yeah, with. Yeah, last year got bad because, uh, yeah, it's a passing league. You're absolutely right. But the problem with that, too, is you got to get them to be – got to keep the defense honest. So you got to get keep them – make them think, you know, all right, this is probably going to be a run play here, and then hit them with the pass. You know, right. like on first and second down, you can't be throwing bombs all the time. I mean, you can do one unexpectedly, of course – you know, but like typically first down, maybe even second down, depending on how much you gained on first down, you should be running the ball. Yeah. And then mixing a play action and going for a pass. That's how you keep the defense honest. And that's how you open things up. If you're passing every single play, I mean, that's what they're going to be expecting. It's all about keeping that defense honest. And I guess while we still got a little bit of time here, I just want to send our condolences out to the uh, Hayes family due to the loss of their of uh jimmy hayes kevin's brother uh with the philadelphia flyers so you know our condolences our prayers are with you guys yeah uh it's just that is very sad um to hear that kind of news um hopefully they can uh you know figure out what happened and uh i mean there's nothing suspect or anything uh, out of report right now but um yeah, our condolences go out to um, Kevin Hayes and the family. Um, we wish you well. Wish you all the best. Yeah, um, prayer, like I said, our prayers, condolences are with you. So, uh, Anthony, why don't you tell again, kind of go over what uh, the fans can expect uh, of us going forward? Yeah, moving forward. I mean, we're we're you know we we kind of went on this headstrong. You know, our ideas. You know, we love drinking our beer and we love talking sports and, you know, there's a new age out there of podcasts and shows and TikTok and YouTube. Um, we w- we really wanted to, you know, take our, you know, our knowledge of the games and, you know, what we enjoy and because we can talk about these things for hours um, and kind of bring it out there and, you know, just enjoy a conversation with, you know, ourselves and you know viewers um and listeners and any sort of fans friends family um and we just want to bring that you know we want to try to be able to you know show our true selves you know we love you know drinking our beers we're going to start getting more involved i think you know that's the big thing is you know showing you the cool new beers we might drink and you know just enjoying you know just that adult life um yeah, we're also going to stick to, you know, using our voice, you know, not necessarily, you know, using the uh, keyboard to, um, you know, make blog posts and stuff. We're going to keep it strictly to podcasts, um, posting some videos and, um, you know, just videos of, like, if we get some game clips, you know, some, you know, hockey goals and pictures, you know, us at the games or some events. Um, you know, just keep it more personable and, uh, you know, get our thoughts, get our opinions out there of our, you know, favorite sports teams. 
Absolutely, yeah. That's why we kind of took some time and took a couple months off. You know, wanted to retool, kind of refocus on what exactly we wanted to do with this podcast. We wanted to kind of streamline it, make it, you know, kind of focus only on a few things rather than everything. You know, keep keep it to what we really know for sure. You know, eventually maybe we'll expand back out and then we'll also talk about some other stuff. But, you know, Flyers and Eagles are our bread and butter. You know, and then, we, you know, our personal lives too. We got a lot going on, you know. Anthony's a father, and I'm, you know, I'm very closing in on a wedding coming up in uh, November. Got a lot of last-minute planning going on, so it's uh, getting real busy in our lives here. And Anthony's my best man, planning a bachelor party for us. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to see what kind of crazy stuff we got going on here. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, we we want to start getting more personable. We want to start, you know, connecting more and. You know, by doing so, we need to, you know, kind of, you know, lessen what, you know, we're trying to present and just kind of, you know, be more with the heart and not trying to be professionals and more or less just be us and, you know, do what we do best is talk about sports. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, uh, that's it for us tonight on Time Without for One Sports. Yeah, and we're also, next week, we'll uh, recap, you know, we're going to get those roster cuts. Um, I believe next Tuesday is the roster cut due date. Um, Getting down to Get down to that 53, so we're definitely that's going to be our next, uh, you know, pod is uh, based off of that and, you know, a little bit more on what we can see with, you know, some of the players and, you know, definitely recap that Jets-Eagles last preseason game. Um, I'm Anthony with Out for One Sports, just to throw that out there. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, let's uh, hope everyone has a good night. And uh, go Jets, Jets, Jets! Suck, suck, suck! suck. suck. And we're back. Shit! <laughs> <laughs>